0: concerned
1: look on his face. No, sorry, it's okay. Just one of my snakes is being very active right now, and <laughs> its whole front of its face looked very red, like maybe it was like bloody or something, but I think it's just oh. the light shining through the little ducks on the side of his face, so it's okay. I just was worried for a second.
2: <laughs> Snake fight! <fly! laughs> <laughs> so you said They're one of my two, snakes. Right? How many snakes do you own?
1: Yes, Two. two. I have two uh, ball pythons. Thanks.
3: Drago
1: and
0: Bellatrix. Bellatrix, yeah. Bellatrix, yeah. Drogo and Bellatrix. So I think Drogo is actually. Bellatrix Lessneak.
1: Let's just sure.
3: (laughs) 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 Well, she's Slytherin, so I guess
1: all that's out. We just call her Bella. So.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um What was that? Whatever. I was being long winded. I remember what I was talking about. Um, Should we like officially start now? Yeah. Uh,
4: Sure.
0: All I have is like a million Google tabs open because I had (laughs) no time. Thanks to being back at our lovely workplace. (laughs) I have no time to put together like, you know, organized podcast notes. So we're winging it tonight. Sounds
1: good. uh, That's my everyday life. So I'm down. Winging it
0: yeah it's sunday night and, it. we'll uh, do it live yeah, <laughs> we'll do it live happy fucking mother's day <laughs> happy fucking mother's day from the getting off topic podcast <laughs> yay this is tony this is todd i'm andrew meg yay um yeah how's everybody been we've been it We've been on another hiatus for wow. i don't know what at least a month maybe sounds about right Maybe. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think so We had a and d game in between The last podcast and then we got busy For some reason one week and then we were Scheduled for another D&D game But that got cancelled, so yeah, I think it's been like a month
0: Yeah, yeah. we've uh, Had a little bit of a whirlwind here At the uh, Casa de Valdez uh, Sadly Had to say goodbye To our beloved Z Our baby And that was rough but it's um,
3: still rough but we're getting through
0: it yeah, yeah. Like
2: losing losing a pet slash family member is never never easy and it takes a while
0: yeah. yeah I mean we had pets growing up I mean I grew up with dogs like big dogs and I remember when when Meg first wanted a rabbit I thought well that's a stupid pet to have like what did- I knew nothing about like oh that's like a rat you stare at in a cage or like a like a goldfish in a bowl or something like, I'm like, I like dogs, big, that's they play with you. That's your buddy. That's family. But, and here I am, like felt like a nuclear bomb hit me in my heart when uh, we had to say goodbye to Z. But, but also that's, you know, when you grow up with, with pets, that's like, technically it's your parents' pet and they're doing all the taking care of and like you play with them some, but you know.
3: It's different when you raise a pet on your own and they're actually kid. yours
1: yeah so actually my yours.
0: F- my family was
2: the opposite it was my pet and i it, I, it was my responsibility i was like oh. like sure we had a couple we had a few different dogs uh before i was old enough to know any better but like from the time that i was like five or six any dog that we had was my dog and it was my responsibility mm.
1: nice huh. I had lots of pets. They were never really mine until I got into college and I got two chinchillas. And sadly, when one of those passed, it hit me harder than I thought it would. Like, I wasn't super close. I didn't actually, like, you know, train them or do as much as I probably should have. But uh, when it passed away, it kind of, it tugged on my heartstrings. Or when, uh, yeah, we had to put our first shadow down. I was very sad about that. The poor little... Can you...
2: What's up? Can you actually train chinchillas? My sister had a chinchilla for a while.
1: (sighs) And yeah with thing, some kind of rudimentary instructions kind of like i think they're about as a little maybe a little bit smarter than a rat so they, like they can like train to sit on your shoulder come out for food do little courses and stuff like that you know they're nowhere near you know like a dog or something like that but they have some some basic kind of commands or training with treats and things that they'll do yeah s-
3: you can train rabbits too you know there's little things that they'll do you make them like spin around and stuff with treats
0: i remember seeing chinchillas at the ra- when you were working at the rabbit rescue. yeah
3: they're fucking terrifying
0: they're like i saw one that was so hyperactive it was a little american ninja warrior in Aww. the cage oh yeah yeah i i that
1: couldn't was- have them in my bedroom because they will just literally all night they're yeah. at least either nocturnal or the ones that are most active at like you know binaural
2: so they're like morning and evening
1: exactly that yeah. thing would just hop around non-stop and i was like no nah, i can't do it you're going in the living room right now <laughs>
2: that dust gets fucking everywhere
1: well, oh, unless yeah, you dust it all bath. the time. Yeah, you give them a dust bath and you take it out. So you know, once a week they hop in there for like twenty minutes and they're good.
3: Also, like I don't trust an animal that eats with their hands.
1: And... It's so cute. They have little paws. <laughs> they can grab it.
3: I know it's cute, but I still don't trust them.
1: No, you don't trust it.
3: <laughs> I don't trust them.
2: Not like they have thumbs, Meg.
4: It's
1: just little you
2: graspers. Need, you need thumbs for the uh, for the uprising to occur. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing opposable meg wakes up and it's like uh oh what's damn it
1: I'm it's birds it. with chinchillas they're just everywhere
0: uh, i'm blanking on the title what is it uh the traveler who is like in uh, he, he goes all over the the world and he ends up in a village where he's like a giant and all the little people will have him like oh, travel Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's oh. travels. travels thank you <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. meg wakes up in the middle of the night she's all tied down in a bunch of chinchillas with like torches in the... <laughs> margaret's travels to chinchilla land yes <laughs> oh man uh anyway uh so yeah since well going back to quote unquote normal haven't had much time for i haven't touched cyberpunk at all um mm-hmm. But uh, Meg and I binge through all of Moon Knight. Yeah, Um, And currently, our our random like go to lighthearted comedy thing for nighttime because we always have one of those to crash onto before bed. Uh, Letter Kenny. Mm-hmm. You guys watch any of Letter Kenny? I've only seen
1: the clips that I think we've talked about. Like this, you know, crazy the Hicks of Canada, basically. And
0: yeah, our friend Rachel turned us on it, and she came up. Like for a weekend and we watched like the first two episodes, and then I thought, like, oh, we just kind of forgot about it. And then one night we just picked it back up again and we've been flooring through it. Um it's and it's so like so
3: funny. Yeah, it's
0: super quick too. They're like like 25 minute episodes, seven episodes a season. Oh so, okay. yeah. So we're already in like season five or six or something. Mm-hmm. Um it's basically like clerks like a show about nothing but just sitting there and waxing about bullshit and hanging with your friends except canadian instead Seinfeld. Of, yeah instead of jersey <laughs> it's uh, it's canadian hicks <laughs> and they drink and fight and talk about bullshit and that's about it <laughs> but yeah definitely recommend that that's um amazing.
3: we watched that yep. pam and tommy show
0: oh yeah oh, i heard good things i was curious it
3: was really good that was
0: really freaking good Uh, six episodes, eight episodes,
3: uh, something like that. But they definitely should get nominated for Emmys for that shit because it was amazing. Yeah,
0: both both Lily (laughs) James and Sebastian Stan were incredible, and Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's right.
2: I I really wanted to watch it, but I was conflicted from a morality standpoint. Yeah, me morale morals. (laughs) In what way? Uh, It's so it's a show about Pam and Tommy being exploited about how their sex tape was released and how they fought it and all that good stuff. Yeah. And the show was made expressly without the authorization from either Pam and
1: Tommy.
3: Oh. Oh shit.
1: Hmm.
3: Which is exactly what happened with the tape.
1: Yeah. Kind of a retelling if you will, yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Recurring. Well, you can't unsee it now what you've no, right. watched, Yeah. Unwatch. So, <laughs> in but the it, it really strong. was
3: like really interesting. On because I mean, I we we all remember the days before the internet and cell oh. phones and all that kind of stuff, and so like the nostalgia part of them showing that side of it and how like the internet really was the Wild West, it still mm. is, but I mean, like. nobody knew how to deal with this kind of stuff back then like people didn't even know what the world wide web was yeah so it's just like it's crazy yeah it's so good
0: they a huge part of it once they get into all the legalities of how because it's it first spreads in one way like by stolen videotape and then spreads to other people and other people and other people that's why it was like wildfire because eventually like it's it was out of the original theft uh, the the original thieves control just other people started spreading around like crazy mm-hmm. and had the internet already been established like today by today's standards and all the the laws uh privacy you know with laws. like privacy laws and re- revenge porn and all that stuff like they they would have been protected today and mm-hmm. would have been able to
2: i mean to, they would uh, have been protected but the, the the tape would have still spread just as wide as it did super viral
0: yeah, okay. yeah for sure yeah
3: but there would yeah. have been more justice i think on their end for trying to get it under control yeah. versus everybody just saying like nope not our problem sorry yeah. it is what it is they, they and that's had... just like so maddening to deal with that yeah
0: they would have had more legal <clears throat> legal recourse mm-hmm. yeah to anybody who was putting it out there unauthorized yeah crazy shit i I still recommend watching it. <laughs> but I mean no. I'm, I,
2: I might watch it eventually. No. I, I, don't, I don't know.
3: But on the flip mm. side, I can honestly say I still have never seen the sex tape. So Yeah,
0: I, I actually haven't either. You know. Yeah. I've heard about it, but never saw it. And I'm a dude that I has don't...
2: more morals than I did when I was a teenager. So of course I've seen it. Um,
4: <laughs>
0: I mean, I did not see that explicit, that specific tape. I heard a lot about it. And I'm shocked that I didn't because man, did I watch a lot of porn <laughs> as soon as I had an internet connection. <laughs> that long AOL that, just waiting for it to like, connect. Yeah. 14, whatever, man. <laughs> those are the, <laughs> those the, are the golden days.
2: <laughs> you had the, uh, the, the early gift version of the the scene from uh, barbed wire on repeat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, barbed wire! What a pole, Todd. I have what never actually watched it, and they, they thats part of the show because that you know that movie's released. She's making that movie with in, all this while that while the sex tape stuff is all blowing up. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, you know. So I looked it up really quick. Do you know who is in that freaking movie? Is Walter Goggins in that movie? <laughs> no, not Walter I, Goggins. Okay uh where it is Barb wire i'm just gonna let me just read you the brief premise of barbed wire <laughs> cinematic classic from 1996 wow barbed wire here we go a sexy nightclub owner barbed wire pamela anderson lee moonlights mm-hmm. as a mercenary in steel harbor one of the last free zones in the now fascist united states okay we're not far off I mean, In, <laughs> when scientist Cora Devonshire, played by Victoria Roll, wanders into Barb's establishment, she gets roped into a top secret government plot involving biological weapons. Soon, Barb is reunited with her old flame, Axel Hood, played by Tamora Morrison. Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Okay.
4: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Her old flame Axel Hood, who is now Cora's husband and a guerrilla fighter, resulting in plenty of tense action. Oh, yes. This story is adapted from Casablanca. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to watch this. I need to watch this. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, How about you guys? What are you playing? What are you watching? What's going on?
1: Uh, I'm still playing through Elden Ring, kind of taking my time. There's just more and more stuff to do in that game. Really liking it more than I thought I would. So I'm really glad I, I started it. You know, it's challenging, yes. But the one thing I like is that everything is surmountable with the right, you know, like learning about the moveset or what you need to go into it, like the right spells or weapons or whatever. Like everything is very doable, which was kind of a learning curve, but really, really just an awesome game. So I'm really enjoying that one. Uh, i also got the skywalker saga the lego uh new star wars one because the uh kind of not the original but the second lego star wars game that had you know all six movies is probably one of my favorite games ever and while the skywalker saga is good like i'm enjoying it adam still doesn't have that special something that that game did so i'm gonna play through it though i want to unlock a little bit more
2: all of the lego games are entirely better than they have a right to be Yes, yes, I agree.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever played any. Of them. I played
3: the Star Wars ones when they came out.
2: They're I, all good. They're really fun. Star Wars ones are, are probably the best. Yep. The Potter the Potter ones are pretty good, and the uh, the Lord of the Ring ones are
1: fun also.
3: I think I played I liked the the Batman Jones. ones at one point.
2: I like
1: the original Indiana Jones. The Batman one was good, and I've heard that the Pirates of the Caribbean they made so many freaking of these games when they were oh, like, yeah. in their heyday, but <laughs> they're fun as well. So. They're like
3: a guilty pleasure. They're not yeah. hard, no. Um, but they're just fun to like fun to pass the time. Yeah, it's so they're fun to
2: pass the time. They have in they have like jokes that fans of the the the, the franchises will get. They mm-hmm. have a few jokes here and there that adults will get. Um, yeah, they're they're like, just generally like, good fun.
1: Yeah, you can like put it play with kids. I think I was like in college when I first played it, and I played through like. Almost the entire... I think it was like 98% completion before I kind of just wanted to move on and do other stuff. Yeah. Um, as for watching, uh, I don't know if I talked about the Severance season finale. Oh, so good. That's one of my favorite shows of this year so far. And I'm really hoping... I don't know if it's been announced for a second season yet. Severance. I really hope that they have because there's so much that they could expand upon and and do in at least one more season. If not, you know, however does it, it
0: Does it leave with like... An incomplete. Do they tell a complete story in one season with room for more to tell? or There's a
1: pretty big cliffhanger at the end. The very last line is just a very big cliffhanger that could, you know, do a whole nother season just based on that. So it's they've executed really well, a great cast. So I'm really hoping that that gets picked up. Uh, And then I actually been watching some random stuff on HBO in between. Uh, I finally watched Primal. Uh, I don't know if you guys Ooh. saw that the caveman and the dinosaur. Yes, so good. I did not realize that that came out in was it 2019? Yeah, yeah. I it's think the amazing. first
0: half of it, like the first batch of episodes, 2019, and then I think early 2020 or something. I like could have
1: sworn that. that came out like years and years ago, like 2016, 2017. Like I don't know why. Right. So, so I
3: was in quarantine.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I guess the second season might even be coming out later this year, which would be cool.
0: So yeah, we'll see. Sure it was a rad little uh, little series excuse me gender what I can never remember the name yeah,
1: proper, but yeah yeah so that was awesome and then another random one that I guess was an adult swim production have you guys heard of four busy Debras or three busy Debras no no just one of those random adult swim cartoons a lot of Tim and Eric energy which I really appreciate <laughs> it's not quite as a sketch comedy vibe it's like an actual but each show is like 10 to 15 minutes about these three women that go on these absurd adventures, and uh, was it Lemon Curd, uh, little like Connecticut town of imperfections? And it's a rather, you know, ludicrous but enjoyable little time. If you get a chance to watch a couple episodes, it's it's pretty funny. Adult Swim, you said, Yep, but that's about besides Moon Knight as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's been my month or so nice
0: todd eating questionable bacon (laughs) (laughs) questionable
2: bacon the title of the podcast there you go uh so i haven't really been watching much i mean moon knight obviously uh picard and then strange new worlds but other than that it's just like the occasional um critical role episode I'm almost done with my fucking watch through of the entire season two, which is 140 something episodes. And they're all between four and five hours long. (laughs) So I'm almost done with that. Uh, But for playing, I've been playing a lot of random shit lately. First off. So I've recently discovered that I cannot game quite like I did in my teenage and 20 uh, twenties. Yeah. Uh, so I sort of broke my uh, Blizzard uh, my Blizzard boycott.
4: Oh no! But
2: but <laughs> I have justified it. I have justified it. The reason why I b- broke my Blizzard boycott is to play Diablo three, and the reason why I've done that is I already own Diablo three. I pay no subscription fee. I pay nothing to blizzard to play this game it's it's there's no additional cost in -hmm. fact i am costing them money because it's an online always game so i'm using their servers uh there's no advertisements or anything so it's it's costing them money to let me play their game that i've already bought from them Mm -hmm. so i figure why not i've been wanting to play it for for months because of all things fucking critical role um, matt Mm -hmm. mercer Matt Mercer actually works with Blizzard. He does a lot of voices for their their games. In fact, the entire uh, cast and crew has been on multiple Blizzard games. Did
1: you like a bunch on Overwatch, right? Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, he is one of the the characters. He was, uh, the character was named McCree, but. Uh, The guy that that character is named after was one of the abusers at blizzard and got Ah. fired Mm. Um, so they renamed it uh, that character i don't know like what Dave or something right uh, some some, yeah something basic uh but yeah he voiced mccree um and that was the that was overwatch but he also did the voice for um uh i think it was ilden storm rage in world of warcraft uh uh laura bailey um did the voice for um uh, uh jana proudmore mm-hmm. so she did that voice and then they 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 do a lot of other, but the reason why I've been wanting to play Diablo 3 is because during Critical Role, they have the battle music during intense scenes, and they've been using the Diablo soundtrack as some of their battle music because they have to use like non copyright stuff. Um, but Blizzard gave them special permission to use their copyrighted music uh, on their Twitch streams, so nice. Yeah, so it's been making me want to play. But the reason why I've discovered that I cannot game like I used to is because of fucking wrist issues and RSI. And I don't know if you've ever played. I I think, Tony, you said you've never played a Diablo game. No. But they're very, like, click-heavy. Like, you click a lot for ARPGs. And you sort of, like, death grip the mouse. You, like... (laughs) Your 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 hand is just like contorted to make sure you're getting the clicks off, and you're moving around real quickly, and and you're just uh, you're killing your wrist basically.
0: <laughs> Designed to cause you pain. <laughs> yeah, it
2: literally is. Like there have been there's like threads all over like Reddit and the internet in chat rooms going back decades on how you combat RSI in ARPGs. And sorry, go ahead. And it's just, it's just like relax, take breaks, don't game for sixteen hours straight. <laughs> yeah. Get get ergonomic equipment and uh, pray.
0: <laughs> go be a human for a while.
2: Yeah, go be a human for a while go, every now and go again. Go touch
0: some grass.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I remember. Uh, well, Meg uh, was telling me when she was battling her tendonitis more i mean even now she starts to be careful sometimes not like do marathon knitting and stuff but uh there were some games that would tire you out faster than others wasn't horizon zero dawn like, yeah something about the running or something was
3: the controller because we had we had it on ps4 and to run you had to hold the joystick the left joystick down and then push mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. so that grip motion to do fucking everything in the game, <laughs> I ended up getting t- ten in my other arm. Oh no! <laughs> um, so I didn't game. I finally beat the game, and I I took a like few months off, mm. just you know, because I wasn't gonna push it, but that was one of the mechanics i i disliked about horizon zero dawn was it wasn't like if it was a trigger that would be different if it was a button that'd be different but it was just to hold the joystick down all the time
0: The was continuous just, pressure
1: yeah.
3: yeah it just really bothered my arm
0: and then when i played later i showed meg hey there's actually an option in the options menu where you can, it, it can just be a, a you can toggle it yeah, you can toggle it. Uh-huh.
3: Well, that didn't help at the time.
0: <laughs> See, that's that's one that's of also, no matter what game you're playing, you really do have a vice do, grip yeah. on the your...
2: But that's that's one of my gamer 101 tips that I uh, that I tell any like new gamers, Meg, always go through the accessibility options when you start a new game. I like, can yeah. always go through the the accessibility yeah. options and the general
0: game options. Yeah, open the "Are You Old" menu. <laughs> <laughs> let's make th- let's make these dialogue windows larger. <laughs> let's toggle the controls. <laughs> let's have subtitles for everything. <laughs> Do you have
3: weak muscles, weak bones, and shitty tendons? <laughs> you want to play a video game?
0: <laughs> oh man uh yeah good stuff
2: uh, other than that uh i've been playing a lot of uh, hearts of iron i think i've talked to you guys about these types of games before it's a it's a 3x type game i've called them the spreadsheet video games
0: oh that (laughs) one's thrilling
2: oh yeah it's absolutely riveting to tell Uh, But this one's a World War II simulator, and you basically, like, you pick a country in 1936, and you play it all the way up through World War II, and, uh, like, it's, it's it's a management sim type game, like, you control the entire country, you decide what you're researching, you decide how many, like, divisions of your army you're creating, you create your ships, you create your airplanes and all that good stuff, and then you fight the Nazis or as the Nazis, you fight the allies or as an independent company or uh, country, you fight whoever you want uh, play through that. And uh, like, it, it you, you can do like super historical runs or you can do like crazy, like what if America decides it wants to conquer the entire Americas and invade <laughs> Mexico and Canada and all that good stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. But it it it's a very specific style of game that you have to enjoy to to be able to play.
0: Managing all those resources and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and like there's not like there's not super satisfying like fighting sequences, like you have your divisions and they kind of like pew, 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 pew.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you don't really see like massive amount of troops fighting each other. It's yeah. just like numbers on a on a screen kind of thing.
0: A little bobblehead guy saying, hey, what you shooting for? I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Nice. Cool.
3: I've just mm-hmm. been playing shitloads of Animal Crossing, so you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Is they still going with that, Mick? How's your yeah. island look?
3: It's pretty full at this point
0: yeah weren't you just like happy to kick somebody out the other day yeah fuck off i'm done with you pretty much yeah (laughs)
3: um but i made up a little area for z like with a grave and some flowers and like some candles and shit so that was really cute yeah but i'm kind of at a point in the game where unless like i'm collecting like trying to uh collect all all the stuff for the museum or trying to you know be best friends Mm -hmm. with all of the villagers I'm kind of at a point where I'm like plateaued a bit like unless I want to redo parts of my island which I don't because I just finished it all Mm -hmm. you know I'm just like yeah all right Mm
4: -hmm.
2: (laughs) you've you've reached that point where you don't know if you want to continue for completionist sake yeah uh, Like, you're at the the 98% complete, but that 2% is just, like, random shit that you have to grind for.
3: Well, not only that, I mean, the game you can forever play, you know? Like, people like level out their whole island and start from scratch again so like there really is no way to fully be done with that game but it's like stardew it's like stardew yeah Yeah. but for me it's just like well i finally kind of got everything where i want it like why would i want to destroy all that and start again (laughs) to watch your
0: world burn (laughs) yeah
3: so you know i play it because it's um like meditative in a way or comforting and you know with z passing i didn't want anything i had to think about too hard so that was nice but again i'm starting to feel like okay i'm kind of getting done again <laughs> with this game i'm i'm ready to move back to to something else
2: <laughs> you should pick up um terraria
3: I you know you a would, lot would of people enjoy. tell me about that
2: so it's it's definitely more complicated um and there's a lot more challenge depending on how far into the game you want to get but um, it's a, at least at the very beginning, the first like couple dozen hours, it's very relaxing, very just chill, okay. kind of mining and finding equipment and stuff like that. It's like a two D Minecraft in a way, right? It's like a two D Minecraft, but also like a classic like platformer, like a Contra or something like that, with like bosses and stuff that you that you All have right. to fight
3: okay you know i've i've held the game a few times at the store and then changed my mind about it Mm -hmm. and then people i think you've been telling me about it for a few years now todd so yeah i
2: got i got big into it like during the middle of the pandemic i I played it for a couple of months Mm
3: -hmm.
0: it's uh it's all platforms right
2: yeah it's all platforms and it should be super cheap and the game is, is pretty much done i think they released their final like update patch uh like a couple months back is their, their like final uh content to change
3: yeah i still have to finish pokemon shield i haven't picked that up in a while and then we've got so many switch games that we bought when we got the switch mm-hmm. and they're still in the packaging
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't need to buy anything for quite some time yeah. <laughs> yeah oh um you reminded me meg with uh you know of course losing z we needed a lot of uh just random comfort so meg especially pushed like for like let's not watch our like dramatic shows or anything too intense like just give me something happy and so we went through like a bender of just like the Silly most lighthearted family-friendly <laughs> shit we could find so we started with uh luca which yeah. is a pixar one that was actually really good that's a yeah. fun one right? That yeah, was like perfect
3: for what we needed at that time, because the story isn't very complicated at all.
0: Yeah, a little uh sea monster boy, uh, the living in the uh, they just I want a Vespa They just want a Vespa a Vespa yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: And then we watched Sonic finally.
0: Sonic, yeah, the first mm-hmm. one. You haven't seen it till now? No, I I eventually I knew I wanted to eventually because I was like, well, at least Jim Carrey. Like, I mean, the trailers didn't sell me. I was like, this looks like a little too little kiddish. Like, I'm sure it's fine, but I don't need it in my life. But then again, Jim Carrey. Like, I'm always down for Jim Carrey, and it was, yeah, it was good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. It's not Shakespeare, but it's it's fun.
1: (laughs) It's a solid like kids movie that has enough for adults. I think. Like, I've watched it with the girls so many times, and every time it's like, oh yeah. That's still funny. And Jim Carrey just makes it even better. Yeah. And the second definitely. one is good. I'm really hoping it isn't Jim Carrey's <laughs> final film
0: and that he comes back for I
1: don't know, something else. But I oh, guess yeah,
0: have- he, he announced that he thinks he's done. Like yeah. done I mean he rarely makes any movies these days anyway. It's like once in a blue moon, he'll get an itch. Yeah. But, I think yeah. he
2: spoke multiple times on how he's disgusted with like the entire like Hollywood industry. Yeah. Oh yeah, for a long time
0: he's been very disconnected from it, and, uh, uh. Uh, he,
2: uh, he had an episode of uh, uh, I can't remember what Seinfeld's show. Getting coffee in cars with comedians, with comedians. or something. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And uh, like he just did not like it. He like withdraws, and he has his own like art studio in downtown LA, where he just like creates
0: random fucking art
3: yeah he's a huge artist like that's Mm -hmm. all he does anymore
0: yeah which is cool good for him I mean it's (laughs) always like it it's double-sided like I love when he comes out to play and does his old like goofy stuff but he's also you know transitioned to this point in his life where he's like I'm not interested in being that person anymore involved in the machine like he just likes stuff you know fucking off and doing his art and yeah. you know whether it makes a dime or not doesn't matter he just likes doing it so i'm like good for you but i right? also miss you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'll definitely see the second one eventually um yeah. oh we we watched both of the paddington movies too because that was <laughs> yeah. like highly recommended for a long time like friends just said like they're just such like heartwarming wholesome family movies and it's true they are that was that was fun they were fine yeah yeah, uh, Randomly, I
1: heard the new Winnie the Pooh was also a good one with Hugh McGregor as like the older uh, Christopher Robin. Yeah, I, guess so I, I think we saw it. that in the theater. Yeah, we that did. Was, yeah, that was fun. You might have been the ones who told us it was good. In fact, so yeah. 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 Yep. Yep.
3: And then yeah. of course uh, we didn't watch these just now, but um, in the same realm of feel-good family movies that are good for everybody, the Peter Rabbit movies are actually pretty decent too.
1: Maybe. We started those yeah with the girls the that's the one with uh damal gleason right and uh i forget the the woman in it rose byrne i think yeah okay Always down for rose byrne i mean (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you
0: you ever see spy (laughs) which one was (laughs) mccarthy I I
3: think I
0: did. I can't remember if I did. It's a super
1: funny movie, if you get a chance. It's very hilarious. But also, uh, Rose Byrne is thick in that movie. So I give it two thumbs up just based on her her dummy thickness. Sold.
0: Sold. Adding it to the (laughs)
1: list. There you go.
0: We respect women on the Getting Off Topic podcast.
1: I mean, she knew what she was doing there, you know? So... (laughs) <laughs> and her husband's in it, too. So her, like, real-life husband. Uh, I forget his name, but yeah.
0: Cool. All
4: right.
0: Uh, well, speaking of uh, fun for the whole family and also potty McCott pantses, one of the big uh, little bits of news this week, we got the first photos of Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I
3: saw that. And, I didn't know uh, if it was a joke or
0: not. And Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, I think it was a uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, well, sure. the, tea, the or teaser trailer came out too, right? You guys, yeah, saw that?
1: that came out a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, 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 and you just catch that glimpse of her at the very end mm-hmm. um, with the helmet and everything. But yeah, and the the reforged mu- yeah.
2: Yeah, well, it looks like it's it's that Japanese like with the gold with the gold through it going. Uh, oh, I can't yeah. remember I what, what the art call is call called.
0: Yeah, could uh, be. But I mean,
2: obviously, that's not what's going on there. But uh, thats the look that they went for with the with Mjolnir, and it looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. But she yeah. is fucking ripped for this. Oh, oh. yeah. I she
0: mean, got you, shredded. She's mostly covered with armor and gauntlets, and everything. You barely see anything. But the portion of her arm and shoulder that is in view—it's <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah.
2: She definitely went on the MCU uh, diet slash workout routine.
0: Yeah. That's going to be fun. And uh, oh, it's Empire magazine that released those first shots. And uh, there is a little snippet of an interview with uh, Tyka just saying how jazzed he is for it. He thinks I mean, of course, he's going to hype his own movie, but he thinks that uh, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher is like the best MCU villain they've had yet. <laughs> um,
3: real quick side note, just sidebar real quick. God, if you haven't seen our flag means death
0: oh
2: you so good need to
3: watch that shit
2: it, it's on the, the list bump it up
3: to the top of your list
0: <laughs> so good okay fuck okay. everything else in your life yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you need to watch the show
0: definitely highly recommend yeah
1: take away td do a great job so many cameos from other people mm-hmm. so great
0: yep yep uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, and Tyka. he also really uh, uh, pumped up. Uh, he was raving about Natalie Portman because he's like, you know, she's actually really hilarious in real life. She's just a natural comedian and she definitely did not get uh, to use those chops in the first two Thor films. So she's like, we're, we're definitely going to get a whole, a lot of her in the new one. So there we go. That's fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see let me go through my thousand google tabs and see what (laughs) other news that i (laughs) meant to organize this week um
2: so uh top gun is finally fucking coming out oh it is huh yeah another another thing that's premiering on may 27th so that uh
0: oh right all right because happy birthday to you you're gonna get that you're gonna get uh obi-wan
2: obi-wan stranger things your things
0: wait is that your actual birthday tell the
1: 27th yep that is my youngest daughter's birthday as well you guys have a a shared birthday oh
0: nice that's cool yeah um what, what, what else did i have here oh i was telling meg um either of you guys have you watched uh netflix's uh sex education I watched the first two seasons. I haven't yet watched the third,
1: but I know where you're going with this story and it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Jillian Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those good. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the kid actors or high school actors, I mean, I I'm sure he's probably in his twenties in real life, but at it least up. yeah. But uh, was tapped to play the new doctor, uh, the 14th doctor and doctor who because Um, 'cause um uh, Jodie Whittaker is stepping down. Uh, they said she—I don't know if it's officially been announced—the uh, timeline, but people are—the word is that she's going to have one more episode uh, around the end of this year, which would coincide with the BBC's hundredth anniversary. Oh wow! Crazy. <laughs> um, and that'll be the transition where she she steps down and um, the new actor. Uh, I apologize if I'm butchering his name, <laughs> Nikuti Gatwa sure sure yeah Yeah. but yeah he's gonna be the 14th doctor uh he i was telling meg i mean she's never watched doctor who with me before i've seen
3: like one episode and apparently it wasn't a very good episode
0: okay (laughs) but yeah he's a he's a scottish actor um he will be the first black man to play the doctor jody whittaker was the first woman um and also this coincides with as jody whittaker steps down so is the Current showrunner, uh Chris Chibnall, I believe it is. And all the all the longtime fans of Doctor Who and this new Doctor Who revival since it started in like 05, um are excited because Russell T. Davies, uh, who was the, the original showrunner who kicked off the new resurgence of Doctor Who, he's coming back. So he did all those years with David Tennant and Matt Smith. I think he did part of the Matt Smith years and. Somebody else took over, but he did all the David Tennant years, and before that, Christopher Eccleston, who was the first and mm. ninth Doctor. So, which a lot of people were like, those were the best years. Yeah, so, right. mm-hmm. so it'll be really interesting to see. But even yeah, besides that, this this guy Nikuti Nick, Gatwa. <laughs> um, if, okay. Edu- if you've seen him on Sex Education, he's amazing. Like he does just, a very good job. He's an incredible yeah. actor. I mean, his character is hilarious on that show and meg we were just talking about this before we started recording and we're wondering like how much is that because we haven't seen him in anything else so it's like how much is that is the character for sex education and how much of that personality is just him and he'll bring forward in doctor who but Mm -hmm. but i mean the doctor's always kind of been like wacky and out there and he's so like boisterous and flamboyant in sex education you got to imagine some of that will we'll blend over so that'll
1: be appropriate yeah all right
0: quick question for you and todd
1: and i don't know if you can explain what the hell is a showrunner because i've heard that term so many times and i don't really know a good definition for that um is it just like is hyping up the show is like promoting it is it someone who's like
2: they're like
3: they're
2: they're the they're the overall like Creative director of it. They might Correct. write a little bit of it. They might produce some of it. They probably have like the general outline of this is how I want the the arc to okay. go of the show. Um,
0: the main creative force behind the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they were, if it was movies, they would probably be the director or director slash producer. Even say
2: the executive producer rather.
0: Okay. In the um, movie form. But yeah, but in TV shows, yeah, a lot of times there'll be a showrunner who's um, really the main captain of the ship, and so they're they, kind of run, they're running the show, if you will. So, yeah, yeah, um, and they'll you know they might direct a few episodes, or maybe even just the the season premiere and season finale, and then in between there'll be other directors they tap to, you okay. know, Like, um, uh, uh, think of the Mandalorian, um, Dave Filoni. Or uh, not
2: Dave Filoni. Um,
0: Favreau. Happy. Yeah, yeah. Favreau. Happy. Yeah. yeah. John Favreau, is a showrunner. Um, okay. he directs a few episodes. Uh, brings in Bryce Dallas Howard. Hope brings we'll in, in other directors, you know, to do that. But Hope he's you know. the main creative guy at the reins. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. That that and helps. He
2: well. he's the one that sets the overall tone for the the series. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. That's exciting. Um. Let's see what else. if you if you guys have anything, feel free to chip in while I sort through my.
2: (laughs) I'm looking. There's not (laughs) much.
0: There's
2: not much like outside of strange. And did either of you
1: see strange? Uh, I saw. Though this is not really exactly related. I saw everything everywhere all at once. Did either of you guys? I want to see that. I want to see see that so bad.
0: In fact, I was thinking about that today. I was wondering, Meg. Maybe we should go maybe tuesday yeah sure. yeah it was really good i was really hoping that uh, like some little part of michelle
1: yo's scene in like Chang chi or something would would pop in there so they could kind of tie it in the mcu multiverse, yeah. you know as like a little throwback or a fun little cameo of course i'm sure you know marvel wouldn't be super happy with that but it was really well done michelle yeah it was awesome uh i forget his name but to see uh Short round, come back and do an awesome this job. Is,
2: yeah, this is his first acting gig in like 20 years, right? 30 years, I want to say. Years? Yeah.
0: yeah, he was basically out after uh, the Goonies and Temple of Doom. And yep. uh, I saw bits of an uh, uh, article, an uh, interview with him. And he basically said it wasn't until he watched, he went and watched Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. And he realized like, oh, there's actually legit dramatic parts for... Asian actors now and kind of kind of, yeah, i <laughs> now I've, now I'm feeling the FOMO. Uh, and so it kind of pulled him back into, you know, being interested in acting. And then when he got the script for everything, everywhere, all at once, it's like, Oh yes, absolutely. I'm back. I'm in <laughs> really well done. So yeah, just go back. Like that is something worth watching. So key, key white uh, yeah. Apologize if I'm butchering that, but that, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's how you pronounce it. But yeah. Yeah.
2: No, that's another. Cool. Now I would love to see. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Just one last bit after hearing like how amazing he is and how amazing the movie is. Now I'm, I'm dying. I'm hoping there's a little fan hope in me that when Indie five comes out, <laughs> whenever the hell it comes out, that at some point, he goes and visits Shorty, Short Round, and yeah. he's you know grown up, and I don't know, maybe has a little bookshop or something. I don't know. I don't care. I just want him to have a little tender <laughs> reconciliation moment with him. That'd be sweet. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, go ahead, Todd.
2: So another thing that uh, that I'm interested in that uh, just a, a trailer came out for is there's a, a new documentary coming out, out again uh, about George Carlin. Oh, really? And yeah, it uses a lot of footage from from his stand-ups. So it's it's mostly stuff that you've already seen, but it's other comedian friends talking about him and 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 all kinds of stuff. Give me anything Carlin, I will watch it. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. I grew up watching Carlin with my dad. Mhm. So I, that, That's like awesome. uh, there's there's Jerry Seinfeld's in it talking about him, but Midler, John Stewart. Oh wow. Yeah, a bunch of other he people. Had a real like, big
1: impact on just comedy in overall. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, right.
2: And it was uh, and the the good thing, the thing that really makes me excited about it is it's being made by Judd Apatow. So,
1: oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. I think you'll do him justice. Exactly. Oh, speaking of Judd Apatow, uh, did anybody watch The Bubble?
0: No. What was the bubble? It was
1: a Netflix production about uh, a movie production where a bunch of actors are filming this the latest in an action franchise. I
3: wanted to see that.
1: I think it's still on Netflix. It's just, I liked it better than it was Tropic Thunder. But it's still, <laughs> you know, funny enough. But the whole time I was like, this is just Tropic Thunder during a quarantine. Like it's, you know, even the endings, like they filmed this whole making of and it's the one getting some, it's like, wow, this is like an almost carbon copy like the archetype of the people making the movie are, are very similar, but uh, really cool. Keenan, uh, Michael Key, uh,
4: isn't
0: it? Sure. Like, so there's a yeah, lot. I of- remember seeing the trailer. I remember seeing, uh, Karen Gillan, uh, yep. posting, she posted yeah. the, the, like the, the fake movie, the movie within the movie, the poster yeah. for it, which is some ridiculous <laughs> spin on like Jurassic park, Jurassic world. Yeah. Um, some dinosaur apocalyptic movie or something. She posted that the poster image on her Instagram. I was like, "What the hell is this? Is this a joke?" I was remember. Wait, what day is it? Is it April first? <laughs> um, but then the trailer came out, and yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely on the list. It's worth a watch. It's still funny. So, All right. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of goofy shit, my my beloved Arrowverse seems to be finally coming to an end, winding down. Hmm um the flash i think still has another season to go i think they're already renewed I think for they,
2: they, they did get renewed for one more season uh, at there. least one more season
1: yeah well unless this sector goes to hawaii and punches a bunch of tourists too i guess Well. <laughs> <have to laughs> yeah.
0: oh my god all that drama happened in the last month we were away right Ooh. hopefully it doesn't go into a flash rage but you never yeah. know just uh, grant gustin can totally just replaced Ezra Miller. Like mm-hmm. um, he's he won my heart a long time ago. Like as dumb as the Flash show has gotten, like <laughs> he's always been solid as Barry Allen. Yeah. even looks wise, they're not like that far off. Like whatever, I'll I'll go with it. Yeah, for sure. Just have him hanging out with Michael Keaton. That'd be rad. <laughs>
2: It'd be yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, but yeah, uh, inexplicably, um, the Flash show, bonkers that it is, still is going at least for one more one more ride meanwhile legends of tomorrow which me personally i'll defend to the ends of the earth the best show out of the entire arrowverse canceled uh as well as batwoman which me (laughs) but they they kind of they wrapped their seasons basically it, it seems like they knew that they were on the fence they were on the bubble um because batwoman season three ended with everything pretty much wrapped in a pretty bow like so in case we're done this is as solid as an ending as we're gonna get and uh legends, legends of tomorrow they did the same but they kind of like left left the one foot in the door left the door cracked open just a little bit and in in interviews with the with the uh, showrunner of that show or executive producer or whatever they said basically that was them trying to coax the studio to give them one more go. Cause like the, I mean, spoilers for the end of legends tomorrow. It was basically like all of the team of superheroes are pretty much ready to move on with their lives and retire and do other things and stuff. And there's someone else in place who's going to like take care of the timeline and whatever. Um, But then some shit happens at the last second, like after they're saying all their goodbyes and everything. And like some shit happens at the last second where it's like, oh, we got to go on one more ride, like one last mission. But then they just when I'm
1: out, they pull me back in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We need you, Rambo. You're the best. (laughs) Uh, But yeah so that was basically the the producer was like i was hoping i was i was calling the the executives bluff and hopefully they'll give us one more ride but no they didn't so, but yeah i mean that's they're pretty much the arrowverse as a whole is done other than the flash ending like next year probably and uh the superman show superman and lois it's, I mean, it's basically part of the Arrowverse, but they haven't really made any connections at all. Like they haven't done any crossovers like they were before, which the plans kind of fell out because Ruby Rose leaving with Batwoman and then COVID basically with the pandemic, they couldn't do any crossover stuff. They did keep everything like low key. But I mean, that show is really good. I mean, that's like of all the goofiness of the CW Arrowverse shows, I, I would recommend to anybody... Superman and Lois, because that's like a more like a grounded family drama plus Superman.
1: I mean, uh, I loved what Lois and Clark back in the day. That was like my yeah. jam. So yeah. if it's anything like that, that was really fun. Um,
0: I can't remember if I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, our old friend David Harding, uh, who was one of our first friends that we met up here when we moved to Orange County, we met him at he was working at the comic shop nearby. But he is an obsessive Superman fan. And just this past year during COVID, he <clears throat> discovered, I mean, he was aware of it, but he actually took the time to go watch all of Lois and Clark. And he's like obsessed. He's like, that's my new favorite live action Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dean Kane
1: did a good job too. Like that was in what Terry Hatchett, right? Like Hatchet, was- yeah. Yeah. Hatcher, yeah, yeah, that was a good cast. That was, that was yeah. solid. I grew up with that one. That was
2: I fun. remember, I remember watching that and then it immediately, I think it was like UPN or something. And then it immediately went into Voyager.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah. I think I remember watching that run of shows too. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I started, when I started uh, watching Voyager back during its old runs. Oh man. I,
2: I, I, honestly though, for Arrowverse, I think I think it's days had been numbered since um, Peacemaker did so well. And since Marvel had decided yeah. they wanted to do a TV universe that connected to their movie universe because anytime Marvel does something DC has to half-ass copy it yep and so I think the next I think the next few years we're going to get a lot of DC shows that are connected to Peacemaker and connected to their film universe
0: yeah well I mean we've got Batgirl coming with Michael Keaton um which I mean I'll watch anything Michael Keaton sure that's great exactly yeah (laughs) um it could just be him, like sitting in the back cave, just repeating to himself. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> like I'll watch that. I'll watch several <laughs> hours of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Peacemaker. I mean, James Gunn blew everybody out of the water with that. They can do whatever the hell they. They mentioned before that they were throwing out a possible other potential spinoff with another Suicide Squad character, but I don't think they revealed who. Not yet. But, Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll see uh, i don't know if you guys heard this apparently tom holland said that when he was filming scenes with uh, michael keaton and it was like up close and personal michael keaton would just whisper in his ear i'm batman and then like they yeah. do the scene and that's just so I heard- good i hope that
0: he did because that's perfect
2: yeah, yeah i heard that too and that is, that is amazing yeah. that's
0: wonderful <laughs> that makes me happy mm-hmm. oh yeah um Andrew, are you watching uh, the Star Trek shows like me and Todd? Did you watch Picard season two or the strange? No, World no I, didn't. I watched some lower
1: decks. Uh, I think I mentioned that a couple last right. times. So that was awesome. Super fun. But then my uh, Paramount Plus subscription expired and we just haven't really had the the money or really the interest to renew that. Gotcha. Uh, so no, I haven't really been caught up with those ones, sadly. Yeah. Gotcha. I think this last season of Picard is going to be the last, if I heard like they aren't coming back for a third. Is that no, correct?
2: Third has already been filmed. So, oh, third, okay. that third is, awesome. they, yeah, they filmed them back to back. So, they originally, when the show was launched, uh, when the show was uh, pitched, they said, We want to have a three season arc. Okay. And this is what we want to do.
0: Yeah. What? Do you care if we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, or... Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So, I finally watched uh, Picard's the season two finale the other night, which came out on Wednesday or Thursday, I think.
2: Wednesday uh, night and Thursday morning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd, you were telling me, I guess there's a lot of. Uh, Divisive opinions on it, but I don't understand why. I freaking loved it.
2: It's it's more that the 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 series the the complaints are twofold. The series it doesn't feel like Trek, and that the storytelling kind of like falls apart. Like middle of the season, like the beginning and the end are fine, but like the five episodes in between the finale and the, and the, the beginning of it were just like meandering kind of falling apart and, and like storytelling that doesn't really lead up to anything. It, it's the, it's the Kurtzman style. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the, the complaint that that mm-hmm. most people have is the, the Kurtzman style. I don't
0: know. I, I think, well, all right. you know me, I love everything, but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, I mean, you're never going to please everybody. There's either people who want like more action-y Trek, which I mean, this has plenty of. And then there's also some meandering in the middle, but that's kind of necessary for the whole character growth, which is pretty much what this entire series point is. It's all like one giant character study on Picard. Well, Uh,
2: I think the problem was it was too action-y. That's like, we haven't had ever since star trek was rebooted in the jj verse it's been nothing but action Mm -hmm. and picard has never been about action yeah the 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 character not necessarily the show the the character picard has always been everything possible to avoid conflict i was actually
3: thinking about that the other day when you were watching it i was like why does everything have to be some big war or explosion or big fight? Like I remember back in like next gen, it was more diplomacy. It was more like quiet, you know, it wasn't always like we have to fight so-and-so yeah. and blow shit up and take over things. You yeah.
2: know? And then even when it did break down to fighting, there was always, they always figured out an alternate way to yeah, like, end the fighting they don't they don't necessarily just fucking blow up the ship because they're blowing up the ship they yeah. would find a way to disable the ship or do some weird star Trekky science thing to, to disable something
0: mm-hmm. card blow up the damn ship no <laughs> no <laughs> uh, God, first contact is still the best um, yeah I we'll be oh, drawn here and
2: no further
3: okay. this part,
0: no further god damn he's so good um to be fair though to be fair um
3: <laughs> i don't get
0: that <laughs> yeah that's a letter candy reference um to be fair though in this i i i, I totally agree and you're right that's trek nowadays is all balls of the wall action like they still throw in like the you know, the heartfelt moral stuff and everything and speeches about how we need to do better. But let me like explode some heads first. Um, and it's
2: more ham fisted rather than nuanced. Yeah. You know, the, the morals and lessons.
0: Yeah. In like, season two of Picard. Oh, go like they,
2: they, 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 the whole like going back in time and confronting like ice. Like they did that in in DS nine, and they did it subtly. They did it with the 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 riots in San Francisco and that mm. kind of stuff, mm. and and they did that subtly, and they did that with the resistance and and that kind of stuff. Where in this, they just said, "Oh, well, we want to let's have a plot line about how Ice is bad, so we'll just show Ice being bad, and being like corrupt and ineffective and that kind of stuff."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit on the nose or, or straight up direct. There's, there's less, um, Subtlety. Yeah. There's less like symbolism and, uh, and nuance and more just like, let's travel to, you know, the 20, what is it was supposed to be there. They, they travel back to 2024 or something. Yeah. America. Yeah. And like, let's see how everything's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, as far as the you know diplomacy and everything i mean they did try to negotiate and work with a freaking board queen i mean you got to give them that and even in the end they come to an understanding as opposed to just finding a way to eradicate her and that ends up being the whole crux of q's entire plot was <laughs> i was watching the the finale and meg's over here just kind of like half paying attention while she's knitting and stuff and she's like as they crocheting, thank you very much. Crocheting, <laughs> get it right, Tony. Uh, I know. As Picard is playing narrator and, like, oh, that's why you played that song because uh, you remembered I told you how much it meant to me as a child. And that's why this happened and this and this. And that's why you needed our ships to protect us from this and everything. And he's figuring it all out. And Meg's like, so this whole season was basically a big trust fall. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And, you know, giving picard therapy uh fixing his or having him come to terms with his childhood trauma so he can actually get close to people (laughs) um which i don't know yeah you could call it ham-fisted i guess i'm mushy and i love it but (laughs) i mean how could anyone's heart not melt when picard is hugging q that was fucking Mm -hmm. oh
3: Mine didn't
0: know. Ugh, that's because you're dead inside.
3: That's because I also don't
0: understand
3: the history of those characters. No.
0: no. I and mean, Q has always been this like dick of a god who just shows up out of nowhere. Super antagonist. He's, He's yeah. literally
2: Loki of Star Trek. Yeah, there you yeah.
0: go. Loki of Star Trek. Pops in literally from another dimension to just be like, hey, Picard. I'm gonna screw with you today. Just fuck with I him know. for like no reason, right?" He
3: literally sent them all back in time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but in this, yeah, uh, you know, in this uh, series, in this season, you know, he pops up after God knows how many years, um, twenty or thirty years or something, um, and he's more serious than ever. And what the we eventually find out is that. He's dying. Like he's he's supposed to be an immortal being. I was there for
3: that scene, Tony. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I wasn't.
0: I wasn't there. No. But yeah, he comes to terms with the fact that, like, why is Q bugging this? I think we poked fun at it on the podcast. It's like, oh, Q just needs a friend. He's just totally bored in the Q continuum (laughs) and it's lonely. And but that's actually true. Like he's actually feeling his mortality and he doesn't want to die alone. And Picard is, as he says, he's oh, you've always been one of my favorites. He's his totally number one. He's not one <laughs> of his favorites. He's been crushing on him since day one. He's um, been
3: rubbing one out to Picard's picture.
0: Totally.
3: Yeah. Since
0: day one. <laughs> <Todd>. <laughs> You're welcome, Todd. There you go. Ooh. Ooh, yes, Moon Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Uh, Dream
3: sweet dreams tonight,
0: Todd. Yeah. Just ruined <laughs> Star Trek for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed it, but the internet's gonna internet.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, <clears throat> just, just like I was explaining earlier, those those are my those are my biggest complaints. This is it just doesn't feel like Trek to me? It it was. Okay, let me rephrase that. So I really enjoyed it. I liked it because I love the cube Picard. I love uh, 709. Um, even the uh, uh, 709's girlfriend. I, can't rem- I can never remember her name. Uh, Rafi. Yeah, Rafi. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her character. And yeah. uh, Rios is amazing. Rios is probably my second favorite character. Yeah, he's right. Uh, after Picard. But um, it just doesn't feel like Trek. The way i explained it is i like the show but it's 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 like it's it's not trek it's sci-fi with member berries mm. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's a, it's sure. an established character is doing a member different
0: card we got him in there too <laughs> member q member data <laughs> okay i'll tell you the one uh beef if anything i had with this season um uh Soong's, uh dr Sung's uh, quote unquote daughter i guess you could say is his life's work his engineered daughter corey what was the point of any of that
2: so he he's trying to um create perfect soldiers basically okay and being able to just grow them to clone them. Essentially you can clone an entire grow an entire army, just like the clone wars in star Wars. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's his purpose. But since he can't grow them, that leads him to do the genetically modified humans a la Mm con. And that's what's, that's what turns into basically world war three, um,
0: Oh right. That they pulled that folder out, like Project Con, that thing. Yeah. Okay. Um
2: so he takes he takes he takes what he learns from trying to clone humans and instead just genetically modifies them.
0: So that Corey character doesn't really matter much at all. She just kind of was, you know, the initial project that failed or actually worked, and then but she says like fuck you, pretend dad, I'm out of here. And then... <laughs> You're not my real dad. Yeah. And then Will uh, Wheaton comes along. Whits and her away. Yeah. Wesley Crusher says, uh, hey, I'm part of these uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever or all of reality. Uh, come join our band. And uh, and off they go. Oh, well, Wheaton had oh, an
1: appearance in this? He yeah, did have
0: her, a cameo. I was, I, was,
2: I was interested because when they said the... Uh, They they had a teaser for season three a while back where they announced the entire like returning cast of Next Gen was on there, and Will Wheaton's name was not there. And I was like, oh, I wonder if uh," because Wheaton's been apparently retired from acting forever for a while now. Mm -hmm. He's another one of those guys that hates the entire like Hollywood industrial system because he was an abused
0: Big Bang and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean he does. I guess he does little. YouTube the, like, review like shows for Paramount for the Star Trek shows. He yeah, has so he, like, guests of the series on and stuff. So yeah, he's it's called the
2: it's
3: Chris Hardwick called, for Star Yeah, Trek.
2: it's called the Ready yeah. Room, and they're they're doing the Chris Hardwick thing.
0: Yeah. The, the it talk, makes sense because they're like
3: buddies. Yeah,
0: they were like college roommates and shit. So yeah, that makes sense. They're both doing the same thing now. Um all right, cool. But yeah, that was uh the really mind-blowing exciting thing in the last few weeks was they put out it just shortly before the last couple episodes of Picard aired, they released a teaser trailer for season three uh, featuring a bunch of the, the original uh, next gen cast, their voiceovers and saying how like we we said, we'd always be there if you needed us uh, Jean-Luc and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, that was full on member berries like, Oh my God, it's happening. And then it's like literally the entire old crew is going to be back. And also,
2: interestingly enough, uh, almost the entire crew of this current season is not going to be on the final season. Mm. Or at least they're not uh, listed as regulars. So we know that for sure, um, Uh, Jurati, Rios, Rios, and um, the kid. Elnor? elnor are not on season three at all oh okay um
0: so uh, jerry jerry ryan's definitely in there she because i remember she uh, announced when she was wrapped on season three yeah um and i assume rafi will be back but, but
2: everybody else oh and apparently the 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 romulan uh, love interest of picard is not going to mm-hmm. be in season three which makes no sense to me Either that maybe she maybe she is just like a a
0: a a guest star rather than a uh, series regular series Series. regular wasn't that
3: the whole point of this season
0: yeah yeah he couldn't get close to anybody (laughs) including her she's like maybe that leads back to beverly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay
2: He's finally ready to love. He had his little experience with this lady. He had his therapy sessions with uh, Guinan and Q, and now mm-hmm. he's ready to love. So he goes back to his one true love of Beverly. Uh,
0: now, I wonder if that's going to make it, um, if they're going to make it canon, where in the final episode of Next Gen, uh, Q, again, is fucking with Picard, and he's bouncing back and forth through time. And at one point, he's in some odd years in the future, a future where um, him and Beverly did at some point get together. They were married and then I think split.
2: Yeah, I think and they got divorced.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if that is official canon or that was just, you know, not happy
2: coincidence.
0: Yeah, or if that was like it, it could have been a potential future that Q showed him, but it didn't happen. Or
2: if you think Kurtzman actually follow, follows continuity, then uh, you're looking at the wrong shows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah. Then Strange New Worlds.
2: Oh, yeah. Which,
0: so, go ahead.
2: For this one, this I can at least so far, we've only had one episode but this feels like trek for the first time in forever
0: yeah that seems to be the consensus everybody is like oh this is this is what we've been looking for this is what we've been missing like og trek with all the the pulpy old-fashioned sci-fi tropes but done well and just as you were saying andrew like less boom explode let's punch each other and shoot each other and more like no, we are going to have some. We are going to find common ground. We're going. To, we're we're fighting for the greater good, et cetera, et cetera. Is this
1: one the uh, the prequel with uh, Kirk's former captain, Captain
2: Pike? And this Pike takes Pike. place. This takes place right after Discovery. Leave. So, if you've watched Discovery okay. at all, so the moment Discovery time jumps into the future mm-hmm. and the aftermath of all that, that's where uh, this starts. This, this takes, takes up, place.
0: Okay. So this is so, this is the time on the Enterprise where Pike is still the original captain. Uh, Spock is already there with him as his science officer and which is in continuity with the original series, actually. Okay. Um, and Kirk doesn't show up until a little ways later. Okay. Um, and uh, I was a bit confused as to a Kirk shows up at the end of this episode, which maybe you can explain to me, Todd, because I don't know who the hell this guy is.
2: I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's supposed to be his father, his uncle, his brother, or what. But it's not James Kirk. It's and it's not George Kirk either. Yeah,
0: George Kirk was his dad. This guy was like, "Hi, I'm Leroy Kirk," or some shit. Like, I yeah. forget what he said.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. They'll they'll explain it more as the season goes on. But like, I was thinking about it, and and I think the reason why like nothing up until this show has felt like Trek to me is because all of the Trek until now has had a main character like the JJ treks, The main character was obviously Kirk, mm-hmm. um, Chris Pines, Kirk, like he was the main character. He was the main POV discovery. Uh, burn, uh, Burnham was the main character. Yeah. Like there's, there's some side focus on Tilly Michelle Yo, and then, um, uh, book in the the latest season we've had some but if you look at every trek before that trek from voyager enterprise ds9 next gen even original trek you always had the entire cast and you always had points of view of the entire cast like trek uh, next gen like you you'd go episodes where Picard is not the main focus. You would mm-hmm. go episodes where maybe it's it's Riker's time to shine or Geordi's time to shine or Data. Like there'd be full-on episodes where most of the cast is only like a background scene where they have no lines, where yeah. it's focusing on one or two of the other <clears throat> characters. Whereas new Trek, it's always been main character focused, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's been the problem. And and this one, I mean, Anson Mount is still the main character but i think with spock and with number one uh, rebecca romaine
0: rebecca Romain, I, yeah.
2: i think we're gonna get more of a ensemble cast than, than we had with the rest of new trek
0: yeah as they were going around the ship and introducing all the faces and everybody i really got that vibe that you're talking about it's oh this feels more like next gen- actually my initial thought was oh, this feels like what Orville does the best. (laughs) Like I got such Orville vibes. Like, oh, of course, because that's, you know, because that's their loving tribute to the next gen era. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, that shift in the dynamics. And I think you're right, for sure. We've got all these strong characters that they're already in that one episode taking a lot of time to focus on. You know, this corner of the ship and then the ground crew and all this stuff. And and of course, Anson Mount like brings us into that world um, because he's if you haven't watched Discovery, it's so in the (laughs) as I was watching, I had to pause like for a few minutes and fill Megan. Because she hasn't watched Discovery or anything, and like, wait, who's that the guy? The annoying What's
3: wife it? that has to ask all the questions.
0: So, <laughs> no, I'm excited because I'm nerdy and I want to tell you all the answers. I'm sure Tony but- enjoyed explaining it to you, Meg. You don't have to apologize. Yeah. But yeah, so Pike. That's he's been established from the original series, like the OG series, because Captain Pike was originally Captain of the Enterprise, um, along with for Spock. first,
2: no yeah, for its first uh, two five-year missions.
0: Uh, for the well it was in the pilot episode they they filmed with uh captain pike being the enterprise captain then once they went to series suddenly it was kirk um Mm -hmm. but then they explained it away that pike suffered some like horrific incident and was like maimed and disfigured and if you've ever you've probably seen in the ether if you haven't watched the old episodes um uh, a guy with like you know have his face like horribly burned and in this like futuristic looking like box wheelchair thing yeah and it's he's all oh, he can't just even speak. <laughs> like, yeah and he just has like the beeping light to answer like yes no to questions yeah i mean they've played it off on of futurama and a thousand other things was so a joke but a brilliant maneuver they did in discovery they introduced captain pike in i think it was season two and they, they continued that canon because at some point he visits this, um, I think it was like a Klingon monastery or something, some crazy, where these like soothsayers, whatever. He got a glimpse of his future and they basically said, this is your destiny. Like you're gonna suffer this like horrific end and it fucked him up, but he completed the mission. And so we pick up his story in uh, Strange New Worlds where he's on shore leave and he's he's avoiding going back like he doesn't want because he knows what's coming and it's just this giant cloud over his head um
3: so the new story arc is him going through therapy
0: yeah
2: pretty much yeah yeah. um but then him coming to accept the fact that he's going to
0: be maimed and yeah yeah so he's uh riding horses in his snowy ranch and then somebody (laughs) comes along and says we need you john rambo um but his uh his number one rebecca romaine has gone missing on a first contact mission so that's what forces him back and um but yeah yeah really awesome cast um i don't know the guy who plays spock but he he does a decent job i i still always expect like zachary quinto and i forgot how crazy deep this guy's voice is he's like super like way the fuck down here (laughs) um but he was good. Uh, Rebecca Romijn is awesome. She Spock's I,
2: wife is amazingly hot. Yeah,
0: yeah. Spock had a <laughs> wife. Um, Interesting, or or a fiance? I guess she. We well, see her proposed to him, basically. And um, the same
2: thing we uh, in the original series, he had a fiance, and she actually like sabotages the Enterprise to like get out of her sort of loveless marriage with Spock.
0: Oh, okay. I totally forgot about that oh okay um anson mount is is terrific as pike uh it was uh bruce greenwood was pike that we saw in the jj films who was also amazing yeah uh and this guy kind of looks a lot like him too but um he's got as a nod to the to the old series as well when he's introduced in discovery he has kind of very like 60 1960s man swagger sort of like you could have just walked in a room with don draper or something um but uh but yeah of course in this new world when we pick up he's kind of haunted and it's more low-key but he's good um Uh oh yeah we get uh uhura yep she's still uh, a uh cadet Hmm. yeah I i don't know the actress who plays her she looked kind of familiar though um but yeah i saw a thing uh, a kind of cool article rebecca romaine was saying how she pushed to have that she specifically requested to have that starfleet dress kind of look she oh she, yeah
2: she said i'm wearing a dress
0: yeah yeah she kind of took this stance with her character that she's like she's the number one to the captain she's like tough as nails and out there you know with the action and everything but she has this sort of mindset is like, just because you're strong doesn't mean you can't embrace your femininity as well. So she wears her hair down, she has painted nails and she has her Starfleet dress. That's cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Also
2: I fucking love, uh, uh, nurse chapel. Nurse chapel is amazing.
0: Yeah. Why does Star Trek always have awesome doctors? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, get them out of my, get out of my way. I'm smart, <laughs> but no, yeah, she was fun. Um, uh, and her whole and kind of had this like very. She wasn't the crotchety doctor. She no.
2: she's she like playful, manic, yeah. manic pixie doctor. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, she was happy to like oh we got a runner okay uh, I forget what they said with the code they were but it, what they said like, but it was basically like somebody, like an, uh, like saying a football play oh we're gonna do that maneuver okay yeah I'll meet you at the elevator let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was fun.
2: She's she's basically the the of the season so far. Of yeah. the show, what
0: were we talking about? We were talking at the office the other day. Todd brought up Tig, saying like she should be. Oh no!
2: It's because I said we should uh, we should do what they did with Tig in uh, the Army of the Dead movie for Flash and put uh, Grant oh, Gustin yeah. in Insert there.
0: Grant Gustin. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then I said and like then you oh, said, they're... just make Tig the Flash. <laughs> just make Tig the Flash. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I could just see that'd be so perfect. I'd see her with her just dead pan like, "Yeah, I'm here." Apparently, everybody decided that I'm an action hero now. Here I am. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. But yeah, uh, Strange New Worlds. I'm excited. And I think, I remember they said they were going to make it a point where it was going to be very episodic as well um yeah so
2: that's that's absolutely what we need we need i mean sure i'm okay with threads going through from episode to episode but i don't want the the whole like discovery like from episode one to season finale it's the same fucking story gotta find the same the 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 ending to the big bad uh, for fucking 13 episodes I, i i don't need that yeah yeah
0: I bet they they took a look at the Orville and said, shit, they're doing a good job over there. <laughs> <laughs> like we should do more of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, isn't that this month also? Finally. I don't fucking know. It's May been so long that I've forgotten. June, I don't know. Whatever. But it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's been a while, baby. right? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. there been was like it was like a three year journey for them to just do season three because of COVID. June second. Wow. Well, all in right. A second. Cool. Finally. Oh, let's see. We have. I saw,
2: speaking of Orville, like I, I, through all the random like classic movies and shit, I I, I kept seeing Scott Grimes pop up the the Navigator. Uh huh. Just like randomly showing up in TV shows and movies that I was watching. Like, he was in fucking Crimson Tide. He was in uh, the 2010 Robin Hood movie.
0: Oh, oh, wow. i didn't see that one was that the one with russell crowe yep okay. it was
2: okay it wasn't the it wasn't the worst robin hood movie but it definitely wasn't uh definitely wasn't men in tights or kevin costner's awesome. robin hood
0: and then i want to say there was another one in like 2017 ish or something i yeah, don't know the guy did.
1: from the uh kingsman i forget his name but they redid one with him and the one guy from uh what was it uh not vikings but the motorcycle one they did no no that's
0: a king arthur one never mind yeah king oh, all yeah, right charlie Hunnam. that was a king arthur one what, yeah.
2: all of the king arthur ones are fucking garbage there's been They're like three not.
0: in the last 10
2: years and they've all been trash
0: oh yeah. wow hey i'll tell you what's probably not going to be trash uh randall park is going to star in a netflix sitcom mm-hmm. Set in a fictionalized version of the world's last blockbuster video store. <laughs> <laughs> After they did that documentary about the last blockbuster. Um, yeah, they're doing a, a sitcom version where Randall Park is the manager, the owner Souls. operator.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Uh, uh, we went to that blockbuster, went on our trip to Oregon. No, yeah. I,
3: I'm the one that told Shannon about it. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, because well, we just watched the documentary and then we, on our way back from Washington, we actually stopped off over at Bend and yeah. went inside and got some paraphernalia and the whole nine oh. yards. They have all the, the movie stuff from the one in
0: Alaska that Russell Crowe brought down and it's, it's <laughs> that thing. That's awesome. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: that oh. reminded me, I had recently been, since we were going back to the office, I decided to declutter my home. Ooh. I found my old... Like DVD binder, oh wow! That I haven't fucking seen in, I'm gonna say a decade. (laughs)
1: Wow, (laughs) got some gems in there.
2: Yeah, there's definitely some gems in here. But there was one in particular that uh, was. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Mm-hmm. yeah clerks 2 in there free enterprise which i think we talked about with byron it was a, a star a show about or a movie about uh like star trek uh super fans i don't
1: know because i never heard of that one
2: yeah uh it was a like low budget the guy from uh will and grace was the, the lead i think
1: i mean i'm just gonna watch galaxy quest so
2: yeah
0: yeah there you go where'd it go
1: we got the star
2: i got of course all the star wars damn it where'd it go okay <laughs> i'll
0: find what i was looking
2: for and then uh so go ahead and keep on
0: all right um oh damn i forgot to look at it i had a google tab saved because uh a trailer for daniel radcliffe's weird owl movie came out oh man
1: oh i haven't i haven't watched the trailer yet i, I want to I was listening to another podcast and they had kind of a good point. So I don't know if you haven't seen a title, try not to ruin too much, but Tony, you've seen the preview? No, I haven't seen the trailer yet. Okay, so just FYI. It looks completely bananas. Like <laughs> you're watching it, like there's no way that this is historically accurate for the life of Al Yankovic. Like not only is like Daniel Radcliffe oddly like shredded, like he is in great shape huh. for like Weird Al-Yankovic. but like just the events that take place in the the trailer you're like that I don't think that Weird Al started with, with uh, as grandiose a start. And, uh, and uh, one of the uh, hosts on another podcast was like,
0: <laughs> nice. What is that? Blockbuster exclusive? Jackass, Jackass 2.5 unrated. Wow. Uh,
2: but the fact that it's a blockbuster exclusive. Uh-huh. Also, just throwing this one out there, one of the worst films ever made. Oh, God. Herodon- oh, that book was so
1: and then the movie was... i never
2: watched i loved the book and i never i didn't watch it in theater so i had to to, to get the dvd
3: <laughs> wow I, think I went and saw that with charlie i because think he was obsessed with that those
0: books i think we watched it actually i have a vague memory of watching that in the theater
3: well i probably also saw it with him oh, yeah. or I,
0: I don't remember anything about it though but...
1: But uh, the host was saying about the uh, the Weird Al Yankovic movie, or at least it's like, what if it's just like another weird take on like UHF, like a UHF reboot or something like that. And they're doing it that way instead. And I would, oh God, I'd be down with that. I really want to watch it, but I don't want to get Roku TV, which I think it's exclusive on. So I don't know how I'm going to watch this film.
0: Oh, I think it's, I thought it was free on the Roku channel. I'm not sure. I hope so because I'm, uh Maybe there's like a little subscript, like one month free
1: subscription. So I can just watch that and cancel it right, right after. There
0: you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be funny if it's, I mean, that would be appropriate if it's because they build it as like a, a straight biopic, but if it starts off that way and then just goes bananas, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. Watch the preview.
1: Like it's worth like, just and tell me what you think. Cause you'll see what it's like and you'll. I'm sure be full of as many questions as I am after watching Because <laughs> it. it's just like, it looks amazing. Like, I can't wait to see it. But it's it raises almost a lot more questions. Like, I I know his backstory kind of because I was a huge Weird Al fan, you know, in middle school to high school. I even saw him live at a county fair, which is what, so amazing. So yeah. fun. But we then saw this him. And you're
0: like, that, wow. Yeah, we saw wow. him some years ago at the Hollywood Bowl. Nice. And that was a, a freaking blast. Mm-hmm. And I, such
1: great live performances,
0: yeah. My god, that guy can shred on the accordion! Oh, yeah, insane. Um, let's see, the Fallout TV show is supposed to start filming this summer, so that is in fact happening. That's exciting. Yeah, June, nice, We're coming up. Yep, yep. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, we had CinemaCon a a couple weeks ago. There was a few headlines out of that. I guess there was a first teaser for the Borderlands movie. Um,
2: Oh, I didn't actually see that. I think I got distracted because CinemaCon was mostly about Avatar.
0: all oh, oh, right yeah avatar 2 is officially titled the way, of water. the way of water and it takes place i think like 10 years i mean appropriately like yeah, 10 right. years after the first film they've got like kids now uh, and uh Like
3: Avatar the Giant Aliens, not Avatar
0: the Airbender? No, not Airbender, yeah. James Cameron's Avatar. James Cameron's cat people.
3: (laughs) I think I'm good. I don't need to
0: see that shit. (laughs) James
1: Cameron's Pocahontas slash Dances with Wolves Part 2.
0: I think I have. I still have, like, the whole Director's Cut special Blu-ray set. It's just, it's one of those, like... James
2: Cameron's Fern Gully. There you go.
0: To me, it's one of those, like, titanic like it got so huge that after a while i just got sick of hearing about it oh yeah and but i'm sure if i go back and sit there and pop the blu-ray in, i will enjoy it again because it's been it's so not long. a
1: bad movie
0: like no, it's yeah. Really enjoyable yeah um I
3: think the hype just kind of for sure
0: much. yeah I forgot about all these, yeah, all this old CinemaCon news. Uh, I didn't even watch, I guess there's a trailer for Mission Impossible 7. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Mission
2: Impossible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's a mission and it doesn't seem like he'll pull through and then guess what? He does.
2: (laughs) Maybe not after this one because Cruz has said he is officially done with it.
0: Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, 7 and 8, the package. Oh, that's right.
2: We yeah. Still have eight to come out. Yep, but they yep. filmed back to back though, right? So they're both done filming.
1: I think so. That sounds right. Yeah.
3: He done he's done acting or just acting for Mission Impossible. Mission
1: Mission okay. Cause when did the first one came out? It was like what late nineties, I want to say. Yeah.
0: Oh, the first one was ninety six, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because second one was two thousand.
2: Second one was definitely two thousand because it had Limp Biscuit on the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. Yes. That was oh andrew this was like, andrew this was i think before we oh, our yeah. podcast i think it was still byron but we went through the whole series and man we had some words about oh Christmas yeah too. like that is a movie that can only exist from the year 2000 <laughs> not even 99 or 01 the year 2000 it stuck in yeah.
2: perfectly in the year that it was created
0: that yeah. sounds yeah that's awesome a uh a a (laughs) master my way my way you're the highway
2: (laughs) uh disappear oh Oh, man
0: man. uh yeah any more news i have saved is probably kind of old um but oh well that's fine
2: we did get a we did get another teaser for uh obi-wan
0: oh yeah oh was there
2: yeah uh, there was a new teaser this week I think it was just like a 30 second one
1: I don't think there's anything too exciting I mean it looks awesome I I want them to get away from Tatooine but I guess there's just so much going on on that planet who knows if they will
0: I think they definitely are going to I think I just saw an interview or somewhere saying that they're, they're going to be getting away from Tatooine
2: okay. there's definitely scenes in there that are not on Tatooine
0: yeah, no, you could see like Coruscant or some sort of like larger city planet,
1: which is good. So sure.
2: yeah. But this is the this is him in, in his exile years, and for the majority of it, if not all of it, he spent it on Tatooine.
1: That's so fair. Yeah.
2: Kind of can't get away from it.
1: That's yeah. true. I mean, just as a series though, we keep always going back, you know, like Boba Fett. Because it's cheap to
2: film in the desert.
1: I mean, yeah, yep. don't eat anything. Just here's some sand. Here's
0: some sand. <laughs> <laughs> it's what is the fucking anakin line soon <laughs> it's just it's gritty and it gets everywhere it gets everywhere oh man uh I mean, he McGregor, kill them, the women and the children so and the children yes uh ewan mcgregor did say though um in an interview that he absolutely loved the experience of coming back like he got so much more from the filming the series, then he he did the entire, the entire prequel trilogy, and he's like, if there's ever any opportunity to do this again, he's 100 in.
1: But not for a series, though, right? Only for a movie.
0: Or no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking
1: of Liam Neeson. He said he would be back for a movie, but not for a show. Oh, okay. well, he,
2: Liam Neeson said he wants to be back for a a full role. He doesn't oh. want to be just like a cameo or like right force yeah. ghost or the
4: anything. Force oh, ghost, gotcha. okay.
2: Yeah. But I mean, he's he's too old to play a younger version of himself.
3: Movie magic.
2: I mean, and,
3: yeah, they brought fucking Mark Hamill bag.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Alfred Molina, when he spilled the beans about being Doc Ock, he was <laughs> proudly championing the CGI to make him look like his younger self and cut back his gut and everything. <laughs> good
2: point. Good point.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, hey, Christensen is, is even back,
3: is cool.
0: yeah. That Disney money, yeah.
1: They're Christensen crazy.
2: is back as Vader,
1: right? Okay, so that'll be I'm interesting too. About
3: that, to be honest.
1: Honestly, yeah, like I, I could see that being cool,
0: yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was also an in interview saying he was really excited about being a part of it again. And he was able to, uh, he ended up binging all of the animated series, all the Clone Wars and everything to prepare for it because he's like, well, Vader is so much more than just the tiny bit i played him you know 20 years <laughs> ago so he was thrilled to see like the whole journey and like how much how much fuller the character has become yeah the journey that he's gone on, my know. question
2: is will they get james earl jones back for uh for the voice they mm-hmm. did for rogue one Oh did they? Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Isn't that more like older Vader? I mean, we're still well,
2: no, that's Vader when he's in
0: the suit. Oh, he's and... got the suit. He's yeah. got the mask on. He's it's got the whole the voice box.
1: box kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they can pop off the helmet and show you know Christensen and you know all wrecked face. Disfigured. Makeup, disfigured. Yeah. That'd be cool if they did both.
1: I would I I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, what's James Earl Jones doing right now? Probably
1: not a whole
0: lot. Probably retired and enjoying I mean, yeah, his...
1: Living his best life by not having... having to work anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, being alive. He made a well, little cameo for Coming to America too. Um, he's got
1: that Lion King money. So, you know, yeah. like, he's yeah. good. Except he's got the Disney possibly. residuals. Because there's
2: no residuals from Star Wars. Because apparently he only made like seven grand from Star Wars. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. They did some shady shit with the uh, with the with the uh, contracts on that film. Mm-hmm. Only uh, only uh, Obi Wan Alec Guinness made out from that because he didn't do the standard like, oh, I want a percent of the 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 gross. He got a percent of the revenue. Mm.
0: And he was smart man.
3: And honestly, like, did they? They didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. So,
0: oh, oh yeah, they probably
3: like whatever. This movie isn't going to do yeah. anything. It's going to yeah. be a flop. Yeah. Like nobody's going to go see it.
0: Which is also why George Lucas got his hordes and hordes of riches because he had the studio uh, give him all the rights to merchandising, mm-hmm. which, and, and they were like, "Fucking here, fine." Like merchandising, for this, <laughs> like, merchandise
3: merchandising, merchandising. Like,
0: have fuck good luck with that, and then a billion toys later <laughs> like, he's,
2: he's got toys Fuck. He, he went He went the full the kiss one. route he stuck Star Wars on everything <laughs>
3: Star Wars the flames are
2: yeah. up yeah. Spaceballs, <laughs> the
0: Spaceballs the lunchbox Spaceballs the breakfast cereal <laughs> oh god okay. uh, that's one I need to watch again um, Moon Knight we didn't even talk about Moon Knight no we haven't uh, Andrew
1: you finish it i did yeah completed it it's funny because we were talking to shannon's mom and she was like oh but then it ends with him in the sand i'm like not quite there's one whole episode you still have to watch so mm-hmm. yeah i finished it all and did you guys see the post credit scene
0: did mm-hmm. yeah okay. that's crazy so yeah we, we talked
2: about that coming we talked about that happening
0: yeah, yeah because i mean the two i i went into this knowing absolutely nothing about Moon Knight. I've never read the comics or anything. Todd, you had some uh, knowledge of it and you liked the character. Um, But you had told me before that there's a whole truckload of personalities in the comic version. There's the
2: three primary personalities, but he does have a couple of other side personalities that come out every now and again. But there's three main ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the course of the show we're led to believe it's just the two you get it. You get a couple brief hints that there's somebody else hiding around in there because that one sarcophagus banging around the sarcophagus when they're in the uh, yeah in the mental ward uh, hallucination or dream state or whatever they were in, and uh, also earlier in one of the earlier episodes, like maybe episode three or something, when they first get to Egypt, um, both of them don't recall uh, oh, yeah. kill, killing the guy on the rooftop in the rooftop scuffle. And they're like, what they're Like, what did you do? Like, oh, it, it switches back to Mark. And he's like, Steven, what did you do? And they're both really like, neither one of them did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's overall, it was a solid show. Like I was a little iffy on it. Like I I was enjoying it, but I was like, it was, it felt a little
3: it was frustrating so all over the how, place. That, it was frustrating how confusing it was. For the most part, for me, like trying to follow and figure out what's going on, and it's just like it went on too long, mm. like leaving us in the dark with stuff. And I didn't like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the mystery unfolding. I, guess, I know,
3: but, but it's like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, just lay out all the cards by now. It's like five <laughs> episodes in.
0: I felt, yeah, it, there was a bit of like, okay, is this important? How does this matter? Like, okay, well, at least we know the basics. Like, conshu is. He's not really a good guy. He's still just like forcing Mark slash Stephen to for to do his bidding. But it's like you side with the devil, you know, because this other even worse God is gonna wipe out untold Maybe. millions or whatever.
2: Yeah, at least Kanshu has somewhat morals and yeah. has affection for the the human race, whereas this one. Nah, she doesn't give a shit. If you're if you're gonna commit evil, any point in your life, regardless of choice, you're dead. You're gone.
0: Yeah. What was her name again? Uh, Ahmed. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She takes
3: away the the human part of us, which is to be able to make decisions and choices.
0: Yeah. To so even have the potential to cause harm in the future, like you're gone. You're already. Yeah. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed once. Once they got to uh, Mark and Stephen as two separate beings, um, and we were able to start getting all the answers, uh, Mark's history and the reason why Stephen became to be came to be and everything. That episode was, and the emotional <laughs> impact of that was insane. We had two
2: okay. shows with fucked up moms.
0: You're right. Yeah.
2: Hard and this.
0: Yeah, that was rough. I mean, it's like tragic. But yeah, Meg was sitting here like, like, what the fuck is wrong with her? God. <laughs> like, um, But yeah, that was really cool. And that's how everything flips. And you realize this whole time we've been led to believe that Stephen is the the weaker side and just like bumbling through all this chaos, and he needs Mark to protect him. Whereas Stephen came to being, beca- came to be because Mark needed protecting. Yeah, he was a protective he, personality the whole time. He, yeah, he saved Mark. It's it's the bumper sticker of dog lovers: who saved who or who rescued <laughs> who <laughs> uh, fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> What, do you have one for your cats? <laughs> no, I
2: hate those people.
3: <laughs> it's like it's like when Stephen falls over the side of the ship and gets swallowed by the sand, mm. like that Sarah McLaughlin song comes on. With more was...
1: money, every Stephen can be saved.
3: With <laughs> <laughs> your dollar.
1: Yeah. Each For the cost of a single cup of coffee, an alternate personality can be yeah. saved from the freezing sands of the duot.
0: If you act now, we'll send you this plush, Steven.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
3: You'll get this t-shirt with him in the sand. <laughs> yeah,
0: that got me though. I was like, oh God, because it made sense to me at that part. Like, oh, because um, Mark hashed out all of his shit essentially he has no need for steven anymore Mm -hmm. he becomes whole again by letting go of steven i mean like he basically was forced upon him like steven fell in the sands but i was like oh that's how he becomes whole and he goes on the afterlife of course he's not going to stay in the afterlife but at that point i i was pretty sure oh steven's just gone now um but then even cooler he's like no 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 no, I'm going back for my buddy. Like that was that was really sweet.
2: Yeah, we're friends now.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't need
3: him. He wants him.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I was expecting Russell Crowe
2: to be walking through that field of uh, of grain.
0: <laughs> I said the same thing. It's <laughs> Just like <laughs> the hand, hand, hand over, hand over hand. the over the grain. Yeah, which um, that,
2: that brought up some baddie ass news. That reminded me of some baddie ass news. Apparently, they uh there's talk that gladiator may finally get the the sequel that <laughs> that uh, they wanted was, to do after it how they want to do some
3: he dies
2: yeah they want to bring like super wacky like roman afterlife type stuff into it and reincarnation and all that good stuff but that was, they they had planned a sequel <clears throat> like right after it had uh, had come out they wanted to do a sequel but the they just the studio wouldn't pick it up.
1: It didn't like would, Russell Crowe like drunkenly go up to someone and like badger him into making it. And he was like, "What do you mean? How would I do that?" And Russell Crowe's response was, "You're the writer. Figure it out," or something like that to him. Pretty much, I thought I Russell, heard. Yeah. Russell, Russell Crowe had
2: nasty. some like weird stuff happen, like in the the mid two thousands, where he was kind of a drunk asshole.
1: Yeah, I remember that. he
3: on a tugboat though?
0: <laughs>
3: oh,
2: Tuggy!
0: <laughs> Todd, why'd you send me a random hot chick in the chat? That's the girl that plays uh, Spock's wife. Oh, yeah, I see the screen grab there. I damn. Okay, hey, hey Tony, want to forward that to me? It's uh, <laughs> <the, in> <laughs> a Zoom
1: chat. In the Zoom chat, is, is it okay? Let me check that out real quick right here.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of strong female right. characters, uh, yes, Layla, Layla, and Moon Knight. Fantastic. Oh awesome. I um, was
2: telling Tony, she was the best part of that show. She was yeah. great, Leila, uh, was
0: mean? May Kala Kalamawi. Um yeah. butchering that name. Um but yeah, of uh, Egyptian and Palestinian descent. And when that moment when she so when all the final battle shit is going down and she suits up effectively, <clears> she <throat> uh um allows uh That was
3: a really cool out
0: Tamar oh, what was it? Harowet. Harowet that was it? The, yeah. the, the hippo goddess? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. She uh, uh, agrees to be her avatar. She's like temporarily. Temporarily. Uh, to kick some ass herself. That's when it solidified like, oh, okay. This is this is just as much her story as it is Moon Knight's. And uh, that moment when she uh, grabs the little girl <laughs> from getting hit by this like, car being smashed out of the way. And mm-hmm. the little girl has that moment. She speaks to her in... Was that uh, Egyptian Egyptian? Yeah. She says, are you an Egyptian superhero? She's like, takes a moment. She's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goes back to work. I was like, fuck yeah, that's rad. (laughs) Like that That was the point of this show. (laughs) And it's
2: also like, I don't know if they did this on purpose. I'm sure they probably did it on purpose, but the, like the goddess is the goddess of protecting families and women Mm -hmm. and the 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 bus of people that she's saving is a bus full of women
0: oh so really i don't know
2: if that good. was intentional i'm pretty sure it was but that was kind of cool
1: that was very cool That's probably
3: cool. low-key intention
1: yeah
0: yeah low-key
2: mm-hmm. uh but I I, I I was telling this to, to tony's like i don't know what it is with all the mcu shows but it's always the side characters that are the best yeah yeah like yeah. she was the best of this season. Like I, don't get me wrong. I, I love uh I love uh Isaac's and, and his portrayal of Moon Knight, but she she was the best.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like you, guess... you go
2: back to you go back to Iron Fist and it was uh Colleen Wing was the fucking best. Uh,
0: and then eventually crossing over with Misty Night. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they still deserve their own damn show. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's something about like the burden of the main character, the main protagonist, like they have to kind of, they do go on a journey and they do grow somewhat, but I think you just side characters have more room to breathe as long as the writings there, like, unless they're just some static, like, stereotype like i'm the bumbling fat best friend or something like some bad rom-com or something but marvel de- definitely does a good job at that like why,
2: why you gotta call me out like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh philip seymour hoffman and the uh in the masterpiece along came polly Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go <laughs> sorry if, by the way sorry if you're hearing like some weird scuffling uh we got ripley a uh like cardboard, like castle thing, and she's in there ripping the shit out of it. So.
1: I was gonna say, like, how crazy crocheting are you doing right now, Meg? Like, Jesus Christ! I know you want to finish. No, well, <laughs> yeah.
3: actually, I'm I'm almost done. I just have to do the border now. I right. finished the last big section of it. So, all
0: right.
3: Yeah, I'm almost so crazy. done. I'm so yeah. close.
0: But yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's definitely a trend there. Uh, once you establish a hero, but I mean. You got a lot of growth with Moon Knight too. I think they, I would put this, they had both equal footing. But if you're, once you're established, like say, you know, uh, (laughs) Steve Rogers uh, in the uh, Captain America sequels, well, he's pretty much just very statically Steve Rogers, Captain America at that point. He's not gonna do much more growing. So then you focus on Bucky, you know, and uh, his whole journey and everything, so. Yeah, I don't know. Marvel does good job at the the number twos, or I guess you know, the, the number one to the captain. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good stuff. Indeed. Yeah. I don't know if so you guys got anything else. That's all I got.
2: Um I think that was the last bit of news that I had.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um uh, I do gotta give a cool little shout out to my friend Eric in Vegas, Eric Bauer, uh, he, wait, shit. I think they prefer they now. Um, I think he's still okay with he also, but just in case they, sorry, Eric. Um, so Eric is currently on a, uh, a movie project in Vegas. I guess he, They. I guess Eric, uh became pals with uh a former stunt woman turned director uh uh filmmaker lexi alexander i guess they were chatting on twitter and uh, eric's been very vocal about like um he actually left his job recently and was uh, uh really into fitness the last several years He he's doing kickboxing and stuff they and uh eric was uh we were actually having a conversation, um, a week or so back where, um, uh, Eric was really wanting to do like stunt work, but wasn't sure. Like, ah, I'm like, I'm getting older. Like, I don't know. Am I going to hurt myself or something? I was like, go for it, dude, go for it. Like there's plenty of stunt people out there that are doing this, like even older than us. And, um, so Lexi Alexander is now writing and directing this film for Netflix called Absolute Dominion. And I found, uh, well, Eric shared an article from The Hollywood Reporter uh, from last month. And I'm just gonna read this description because I'm totally digging this. Absolute Dominion is set in 2085 AD in a world destroyed by religious warfare Desperate to save humanity, global governing forces host a no-holds-barred martial arts tournament between competing faiths, where the last fighter standing wins absolute dominion for one faith.
1: So tell me Nicolas Cage is in this, right? Nicolas <laughs> has to be in this film.
2: This no. is absolutely a Nick Cage film.
1: Like, nope. there's no way Nick Cage isn't in this film. No Nick Cage, Damn but man. I'll tell you who
0: is. Is Christopher
2: Lambert, the one guiding me through this tournament.
0: <laughs> Make that Alex Winter from oh. Bill and Ted. Uh, wow. Also Patton Oswalt, <laughs> uh, because I mean, you literally you throw a rock and Patton Oswalt is there. I like, mean, he's uh, yeah. Uh, Reagan Gomez, Julianne Emery, and some more. Uh, Lexi Alexander was um, involved with. Wait, did she direct? or was she stunt work on that? Uh, she was involved with Punisher Warzone back in the day. Huh. Um, let me see. Punisher Warzone. But yeah, th- that I read that description. I was like, this screen... Oh, no, she directed. Yeah, she directed Punisher Warzone. Yeah. Um, I mean, that description, that's, that's a forgotten VHS in a <laughs> blockbuster like next to barbed wire uh mortal Kombat. i mean tony mortal Kombat, you, mortal Kombat annihilation <laughs> you had me at no holds
1: barred you know melee combat like you that's, yeah you know, yeah I'm
0: yeah i'm not saying that disparagingly this is right up no. my alley i can't wait to watch this Seriously. Uh, yeah this is uh netflix and blumhouse and uh yeah and so eric i guess was connected with uh lexi alexander on twitter just as a super fan for a while and started chatting and then when eric started expressing wanting to get involved in stunt work lexi alexander invites eric to the set and says hey you want to join our like stunt crew like come on like we'll we'll show you what to do and so eric's been i've only seen bits on uh, instagram stories but yeah wow he's doing it that's that's it's freaking awesome so (laughs) uh yeah super proud of my friend and that's that's super exciting so i don't know if there's a release date on that yet but they're filming right now in vegas so i'll uh keep you guys posted if i hear anything
1: nice oh just going back to netflix i completely slipped my mind uh what just came out i think what just friday maybe the pentavrit
0: did either of you catch that yet? Not I yet. I watched it yet. The Mike Myers I, one, right? Oh, I yeah. saw the,
3: the trailer for it on Netflix today and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I want to yeah. watch this, but I pretty sure I watched the, watch the, watch the first episode
1: movie. and it has promise. I'm I'm curious. Man, Mike Myers like I can't tell if he's really aged that much or if it's just, you know, the makeup of one of the main characters or not, but it's it's interesting to see like I haven't seen him in some like anything since maybe Inglorious Bastards is a cameo in that. Like, yeah,
2: he's he definitely looking like a '90s lesbian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a bit of both. I remember he and Dana Carvey did a quick Wayne's World bit uh, within the last couple years on SNL, or or actually I think it was some commercials. I think it was a, Super Bowl it was a commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, it's half makeup, half. Uh, he's becoming an older gentleman with a face of fine pudding. <laughs> just Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I respect the not getting work done and just, you know, letting nature take its course because that's yeah. you know, what I'm
1: going to do, obviously. But yeah, it's <laughs> just like, wow, you know, you go from So I Married next Murder or even uh, uh crap. What's when he's a spy? I can't think of it.
2: Hmm? Where he's talking about a, Austin Powers? Austin Correct.
1: Powers. And then, yeah, yeah now, now all the way to this. So, Yeah. It's been a
0: while. Been a while while. while. (laughs) since we started recording this podcast. There you go. All right, all right, guys. I think that's about does it. Thank you for joining. This is Tony. This Todd. I was Andrew. And Meg. Hey, don't eat questionable bacon. (laughs) Just don't do it. Don't do it. If there is a coat of slime, it's not worth it. it. Not not worth it. it. Not even once. (laughs) Not
2: even once. (laughs) All
0: right. Later, guys.